Well, 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 good people, how are you out there? This is Dwayne. I hope that this finds you well blessed and in your right mind and that uh, you are feeling well. Hopefully you are. I want to thank you for taking the time to subscribe to this podcast. I also want to thank my sponsors so very much. This is Stefan Harrison Blackout, and this song is called Now, Sitting in the Car. Uh, I don't even know what time it is, good people. Let's see what time it is. It is 10.53 p.m. here on the East Coast. Beautiful weather. Feeling good. About 42 degrees right now. And uh, just got done with a rehearsal. I'm going to be performing in a piece called Till. It's about the life of Emmett Till. I think I might have mentioned this before. Uh, So we're in rehearsals for that, and that's going to happen uh, starting the 27th of this month. And uh, I'll get you the exact dates, but um, really talented cast. Good script, good music, all that good stuff. I hope you guys come out and support If you're here, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area, it'll be worth your time. This Black History Month, so much could be said about black history, about the black experience, about African-Americans, about the diaspora, about the struggle. The struggle, the struggle is real, people. It's amazing that in 2020, there is still struggle for racial equality. This is a very beautiful song. You guys should get the CD. (laughs) Stefan Harris and Blackout. I've had this in my car for months now. Anyway, the struggle is real. And it's so very sad. And I don't want to bring you sad podcasts because I want to try to uplift your soul, your mind and your spirit. But we do have to honor people who came before us. It is very important that we don't forget where we came from. I cannot forget where I came from. Now, I am the seed of my father. The incubator was my mother. They decided to have me and I'm grateful for that. I know that I'm a seed here and I'm going to try to do the best I can with my remaining days to try to bring some joy, to try to bring a little bit of history into your world and maybe hopefully make a change somewhere, make a dent in some way, shape or form. So a couple of things tonight. One, Emmett Till. I don't know if a lot of you know the story of Emmett Till, but you should do your research about this young man. It breaks my heart to think about a 14-year-old boy and the things that he had to endure physically. Now, he was a young man who was full of life. Uh, his mother uh, did an interview where she said she was having some pains and things that happened when she was having him. And... But when he was born, he was born full of life and he brought so much joy to so many different people that he encountered. And back in the day, 1955, the struggle was real. 
it's 2020 and the struggle's still real. It's kind of crazy. It's just kind of crazy when you think about it. So let's get back. 1955 was the year. And he had some family that lived in Money, Mississippi. But Emmett and his mother lived in Chicago. His father, uh, I believe, was off at war, I believe. Maybe I'll get that one right. If I mess that up, please forgive me. But I believe he was away. And I believe that his father died in in the war. But his mother had a ring. And uh, that was the keepsake that I believe they had of his dad, her husband. Anyway, family uh, had decided that they wanted Emmett to come down and experience the South. Now, this was during Jim Crow, and Jim Crow was real. Jim Crow apartheid, kind of the same situation. You have separation. Whites and blacks were separated. Whites had white-only drinking fountains. Black had black fountains. You could not ride in the front of the bus. You had to ride in the back of the bus. If you saw a white woman on the street, you had to get on the sidewalk. Give her reverence. It was the law. (laughs) It was the law. That we were nothing. That we could live in the same state, but we're segregated. And you better understand, you better not cross this line. You better not. You better not sit at a counter and order food. You better not sit at a counter and want a drink. You better not get on this bus, pay your fare, and sit in the front. How dare you? You will go to jail for that. So up north, he wasn't experiencing a lot of that. Now, up north, you know, it was said that Emmett actually had a white girlfriend. That was said that he actually had a white girlfriend. But at the time, it was very taboo. So he didn't really see anything wrong with it. He wasn't scared of Jim Crow is what is one of the lines in the show says. But a young man went down to spend time with his family and many, many different stories have told about how this whole thing came about. But what happened from this storytelling and from what I've heard uh, from watching a bit of a documentary uh, about his life was that they were playing a game outside a store in Money, Mississippi. And he had gone into the store and uh, saw a woman that kind of looked like, you know, Marilyn Monroe. And it was said that Emmett actually whistled at the woman. No one, Nobody really knows if he whistled at the woman or if he whistled at the checker game that they were playing or he was known for whistling, I think, maybe, kind of, sort of. But anyway, he was 14 years old. He wasn't a grown man. He was 14 years old. And it was said that the woman uh, was very upset about it, got a pistol, went after them and all that. And uh, late Sunday evening, I believe it was, uh, her husband and another gentleman went and got young Emmett out of their Uncle Moe's house and... Uncle Mose was trying to, you know, fight off them taking him. Uh, Mose was 64 years old. And um, they took the young boy, 14 years old, and they wanted to teach him a lesson, they said. They just wanted to teach him a lesson. So they took him out into a barn, and it was said that they beat him, and they beat him badly. And they took it a step further. They just didn't scare the boy. They decided that they were going to kill the boy. 
because he was said to have whistled at a white woman. I just want you to let that sink in for a moment. It's amazing in 2020 how we're still dealing with issues. It makes me very, very sad. So anyway, story goes that uh, these men beat him severely and they shot him in the head excuse me and tied a cotton gin around his neck and they took him about 20 feet out into the muddy water and tried to uh, make sure no one would ever find his body So when that happened, it was three or four days that went by. They told his mother what happened up in Chicago. His mother was trying to figure out what went down. And they finally got the call that they found Emmett's body in the Tallahatchie River. The Tally, the Tallahatchie River. I think I said it right the first time, the Tallahatchie River. And of course she was upset, distraught. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Little wonder the weather here, good people. But Oh, excuse me. Live podcast things happen. <laughs> it is winter and some of these things do happen, right? The germs everywhere. Anyway, I'm going to get through this podcast. So, as I was saying, uh Emmett's mother found out that her son had been murdered. She sent them off for 2 weeks to go down to Money, Mississippi from Chicago. And she asked that her son's body come back to Chicago. Now, the people who were down the corner and people who were down in Mississippi didn't really want to send the body back up north. But she wanted to see the body. And when they did that, they kind of sealed the coffin. And they sealed the coffin because they didn't want the mother to really see what they had really done to her child. And in the documentary, it's so very heartbreaking because she said when the body came that she said, uh, I want to see the body. They told her no. So she said, give me a hammer. And she began to open up the box. And she said she started from the feet just to see if he was in one piece. So she started at the feet and then she went up and saw his knees and then she got it to his waist. And she said she got it to about his chest up to his chin. And he was very, very disfigured because he started to deteriorate from being in the water for so long. And she had to make a decision about how she was actually going to deal with the funeral. It was national news that a 14-year-old boy was murdered in Monday, Mississippi. So Mamie Till decided that the funeral was going to be an open casket. They didn't want her to have an open casket, but she said she wanted the world to see what they had done to her child. Now, as I research this more and I talk to Caesar, who's the director, I'm getting more and more information about this incredible soul. His mother thought that he was a bit of... You know, we deal with Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? We deal with God and everything, right? And... Some people believe, some people don't believe, but she believes that her son was sent here for a sacrificial situation, so to speak. 
They don't teach a lot of this in the schools. They don't teach a lot of this in the schools. They don't teach a lot of this in the schools. They don't teach that this young man's life mattered, that he was taken from this earth unnecessarily. So there was an open casket and there were about 50,000 people who stood in line patiently so they could see what had happened to their friend. Now, he was very popular in the neighborhood that he grew up in and people did not recognize him because of what they did to him. And it was said that one out of five people were fainting and dropping just from not being able to see their friend who was full of life when he left and came back in a box. So anyway, the funeral happened and it was very sad. I can only imagine. I have children myself. I couldn't imagine somebody trying to actually hurt my children in any way, shape or form. What a devastating thing. Uh, this song is so beautiful. Got to play it one more time for you. So, Again, I don't edit this podcast, so excuse the sounds and things. You know, I'm going to get through the podcast because I just have to. (laughs) I think I owe that to you all. So the funeral happened. 50,000 people came to see the corpse of the young 14-year-old boy. Funeral was over. There came the trial. So we go back down to Mississippi. Money, Mississippi. All white jury all white town there were some black people who were allowed in the courtroom but not very many Mamie Till goes down to testify to answer questions about her son it was said that Mose was one of the ones who actually saw the two gentlemen take him but they threatened Mose by saying they would kill him if he actually said that he saw them take him from the house the gentleman's name was Roy Roy Bryant And uh, history has it that the two gentlemen went on trial. Excuse me. And when they were on trial, the prosecutors basically said to the jury that You've got to do your duty. There's no way that you can convict these men of anything. Because basically, they tried to say that Emmett was alive with his grandparents in Detroit, Michigan. And uh, that the whole thing was made up and that the NAACP was stirring things up and all that stuff. It's lies upon lies upon lies upon lies upon lies upon lies. And it's amazing that in 2020, this story still resonates. So it was said that the two gentlemen got off. They were acquitted of the crime. Now, Mose did testify. He did point out the gentleman in the courtroom. And when he did that after he was gone, he was never seen again in Mississippi. They put him up in Chicago somewhere, tried to hide him. There was another witness who testified. I can't remember this gentleman's name exactly, but he did testify. But when he did that, he actually was taken out of Mississippi as well. And when he got to Chicago, he actually had 
some type of nervous breakdown as soon as he got there because I guess he felt like he would be under constant threat for what he did because he actually saw the guys take Emmett to the actual barn. Said that he heard cries of the young 14-year-old boy. So as I was saying, I hope the storytelling is okay even through this little bit of a reaction that I'm having right now. I don't even know what this is. So it was said that after the trial, after the two gentlemen were acquitted, that they were paid $4,000 for their story. Now, here's where it's crazy, good people. Here's where it's crazy. In the South at the time, the two men could not be tried again. It was pretty much a sealed deal once they were acquitted. So they got paid $4,000 to come out and actually tell the story of what happened. Now, this was after they got acquitted, right? They told accounts. You can go back in your history book and you can see and read that these two gentlemen told of what they did to the young boy. That's how I just told it to you is how I heard it, because this is what they said in the documentary. They got paid $4,000 to tell what they did to the young black boy. Emmett's mother tried to take it to the Supreme Court, federal government, all that. And uh, of course, nothing happened. They weren't retried. But people say that Emmett Till's death was really the start of the modern civil rights movement, the modern day civil rights movement. Say black people all over the country were upset about what had happened and they felt like the only way change could be made was by standing up. Standing up. And there's so much going on in our world that is so very hurtful on a daily basis to walk around and have to deal with hurt, still have to deal with hurt in our community. Black people are killing black people every day. It's just like, what is happening? Yo, what's going on? You got fathers threatening to kill their kids because of all the pain that has happened that is so real. They say that hurt people hurt people. My community, which is the African American community, I spoke about this before, has not had a healing. A restoration so very sad because I'll get back on the story I won't get off so Emmett Till they said that his sacrifice so to speak was the beginning of the modern civil rights movement so a few months after his mother fought to get the men bought to justice that Rosa Parks went and sat on the bus. And that became the Montgomery bus boycott. I'm going to play another song for you. This is called Gone Too Soon. <sighs> Gone Too Soon. 14 years old. 
14. This Black History Month, I refuse not to try to bring you history lessons. And some of them may be painful, but guess what? They're part of this journey. They're part of this experience that we experience here on this earth. And African-Americans really did contribute a lot to this country. And this is why so many people stood up in the 50s, the 60s, the 40s, the 30s. Try to stand up for their right for me to even be able to sit in my car and bring you a podcast about some of the things that they went through. What a tremendous treat and joy it is for me to be able to do this. Emmett Till, I really hope that you can come and see this show. Very powerful performances in it. And um, it may change your mind about a few things. So before I leave you, I want to challenge some of you out there, if you can. Maybe send this podcast to a person whom you know is completely oblivious to some of the things that have really happened in the African-American experience. Again, I don't want to get political on my podcast. There's a lot going on. I'll just say that. Some people need to be reminded about what happened because history will repeat itself if we don't try to heal as a nation, as a people. I do truly believe, and I'm not trying to preach to any of you, we are all a part of the human race. You know, we are all, all we are all born of a woman, right? Our fathers were the seed givers. And our mothers incubated the seed for nine to ten months. And brought forth beautiful life. And that's white, black, Puerto Rican, Hispanic, German, Mexican. Wherever you're from, whomever you are, we're all born of a woman. All of us. We all bleed the same red blood. I just hope and pray that we can wake up as a nation, as a people, as the human race to be kinder to one another. The divorce rate is so high in our country. Families are falling apart. Young people are committing suicide at a very, very high rate. And yet people say things are just great. For who? The least among us is what we should care for. I hope that one or two of you may hear this and be inspired to become a change maker, to be a trailblazer in some way, shape or form in your life. Be the one that changed the conversation. Maybe when you're around a group of friends who are using the N word, you tell them it's inappropriate to do that. Whether you're black, white or wherever you're from, you cannot use that word because that word was used to take down an entire people to make them feel as if they were nothing. I will try to continue to bring you good content. I will do my best to try to bring you 
some information that maybe you didn't know about this Black History Month and beyond. Shout out to the Clark family. My Aunt Dale is up from South Carolina and I'm going to have a great interview with her. And I'm going to bring that to you about my family history because she is the history buff of our family that goes way, way back today. I actually got to see pictures of my great grandmother and great grandfather, which I have never seen before, but she actually has photos of them. So that means my great, great grandfather and grandmother were probably a part of the enslaved people. I'm so very grateful and it makes me emotional. And I don't want to be emotional, good people. But I want to remind us that we can't forget where we come from, no matter whom we are. And no matter where you go in this life, no matter how much money you make. I heard Les Brown say that there has never been a U-Haul behind a hearse. You can't take it with you. But what you could try to do is leave legacy, a positive legacy, a powerful legacy of history, of money, of real estate, something that will live on beyond you in your years. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. That's what I wish for each and every one of you. Let's remember Emmett Till. Let's remember not only the big names that you hear every year, but let's remember the little people who actually sat on the buses and died. The four little girls. Let's remember those who were lynched, all of those ministers who were lynched for preaching the word of God to people and were lynched. Let's remember Tulsa, Oklahoma. Let's remember Black Wall Street. Let's remember all of those lives who tried to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and people came and destroyed everything they built. Let's not forget. I owe it to them. We all owe it to a great group of people. So I hope that this gave you a little bit of information about uh, a big part of American history that's probably not even taught in our schools anymore. Emmett Till was, uh, Emmett Till, excuse me, I want to say the name wrong, Emmett Till was an amazing young man whose life was cut way too short. So we will honor him as we honor others. Trayvon Martin, Mike Brown, Sandra Bland, Amadou Diallo, and so many others. I pray peace, peace, love, and joy for each and every one of you. Sometimes my words, I get ahead of myself and I get a little tongue tied, but I hope that you can forgive because again, I do not edit any of these podcasts. I'm an imperfect human trying to bring you good content. I heard somebody say we are ordinary people trying to do extraordinary things. You are extraordinary. If nobody told you today or tonight, whenever you're listening to this podcast, you are extraordinary. You are extraordinary. Don't come this way 
live and die and nobody knew you were here. Do something to be a change maker. Write a book, tell your story, start a podcast, have a family reunion, record it, get it out into the world so people know that you were here, that you tried to do something to make the world a better place for the next generation. I hope that you might choose to subscribe to this podcast as if this this is your first time listening to it. Again, none of mistakes. <laughs> but I do hope that you might choose to or you might choose to pass this on to someone. I wish all of you love. I wish love in my life as well. I speak greatness over all of you. All your great minds, all the things are going to be brought forth. Maybe just from listening to this one podcast. You're extremely talented, extremely gifted, and you have something to give this world. I want to bring you another podcast tonight, probably when I get in the house, but I just wanted to do this one in the car. And uh, I will talk to you a little later.